I said, how did you get here before me and in such great shape? He replied, oh, didn't you know there's an easier way to get here and you stay warm and dry? He told me about a corridor that leads people safely underground to the shuttle center sheltered from traffic and unpleasant weather. The next time I flew into O'Hare, I learned that the path leading to the shuttle center had always been there. I just hadn't noticed it. Now it's up to me each trip to choose the path I'm going to take, the way the crowd goes or the safer, more sheltered route. One day I asked the hotel shuttle service why they didn't instruct people on how to reach the shuttle center by the safer, protected route. They said, Oh, it's too hard to get people to understand, so we just tell them to follow the crowd. The ideas presented in this book are not novel. The approaches are. With the insight you are about to gain, I hope you will choose not to always follow the crowd, but to find the best path on your journey toward financial independence. For the first step on that journey, let's take a look at the two places most Americans accumulate the most money, our home and our retirement plan. The first step. Following accepted wisdom, we set aside money in qualified retirement accounts such as IRAs and 401ks, enjoying tax-deductible funding and or tax-deferred accumulation. At the same time, we assume it's best to achieve the goal of outright home ownership and save money on mortgage interest expense by sending extra principal payments against our mortgages. Unaware, like naive, inexperienced drivers, we proceed down the highway of life, pursuing financial security with one foot on the brake pedal and the other foot on the gas pedal. We may eventually make it to our destination, but only after a pretty jerky ride. We wonder why a few others arrived at the station of financial independence sooner, achieving more with a much smoother ride. The Lure of IRAs and 401ks Most Americans are lured into saving for retirement with traditional qualified retirement plans such as IRAs and 401ks. They are convinced by financial advisors to contribute pre-tax dollars to 401k plans or place tax-deductible contributions into IRAs because of the tax advantages during the contribution and accumulation phases of their retirement planning. They seem to ignore the two most important phases, when you withdraw your money for retirement income and when you pass away and transfer any remaining funds to your heirs. This book will help you understand how to receive tax-favored benefits during all four phases of retirement planning, the contribution, accumulation, distribution, and transfer phases. Most of us don't want to outlive our money, and no one is getting out of here alive. When people die, they usually leave behind some money in their IRAs and 401ks that is transferred to their beneficiaries. Unfortunately, non-spousal heirs far too often end up with only about 28% of the money that was left in their parents' IRAs and 401ks. Most people and their advisors feel that tax-deductible or pre-tax contributions to qualified plans such as IRAs and 401ks will provide the greatest retirement benefits because of tax-deferred growth. But do they? If you were a farmer, would you rather save tax on the purchase of your seed in the springtime and pay tax on the sale of your harvest in the fall, or would you rather pay tax on the seed and sell your harvest without any tax on the gain? 
I would rather purchase the seed with after-tax dollars and later sell my harvest tax-free. In this book, I will teach you how to do the latter. A Roth IRA is one way to accomplish this, but I feel it still has too many strings attached. The maximum yearly contribution that can be made by an individual was $3,000 for tax years 2002 to 2004. From 2005 to 2008, the limit is $4,000. Distributions may not be taken until at least five years after the first contribution is made. In addition, distributions without penalty can only be made after the owner reaches the age of 59 and a half, except in the event of the owner's death or disability or for qualified first-time homebuyer expenses. The Not-So-Advantaged Tax Advantages One of the original IRA tenants held that deferring tax until retirement was advantageous because funds would likely be taxed at a lower rate. That is no longer axiomatic. You may well live out your retirement in the same or a higher tax bracket if you accumulate a respectable retirement nest egg. In fact, effective tax rates will likely be higher in the future. So why postpone the inevitable and increase your tax liability? As a financial strategist and retirement specialist, when I discover how much money my first-time clients have accumulated in yet-to-be-taxed IRAs and 401ks, I often ask them if they are planning their retirement or Uncle Sam's. Is postponing tax, and thereby increasing the tax you will owe, really the best idea? You should be aware that your IRA, pension, and 401k benefits will probably be taxable at a higher rate.